0: Own you and your pregnant self. You you have every right to feel whatever way you want and not compare to other moms, which I know is hard to do. We, as women, compare ourselves.
1: Hey, I'm Kimberly.
2: And I'm Summer. And this is The Kids Are In Bed. We are two new moms who just had babies in 2020. During that time, we leaned on each other, our limited community, and the internet. We want to share our experiences and knowledge with you guys and hopefully entertain you a little. What better time to discuss babies, sex, pregnancy, and just life than when the kids are in bed. And they are in bed, snoozing around. And this week, we have a special guest that's near and dear to my heart. I'm really excited about She's going to be talking about her birth stories and, more specifically, C-sections, which will be really fun. Um, and she's my cousin which is great. And she has had a twin birth, which is also interesting. And then a single. So without further ado, here is Shalynn Rivas. Hey, (laughs) Shalynn. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining. I'm so excited. Of course. Um, well, I obviously have known you my whole life. Um, (laughs) <laughs> but Kim is just meeting you. So why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us your story, where you're from, family, all that fun stuff. Um, okay. Um, hi, I'm Shalene. Um, I'm about to be 35.
0: I have three kids. I have a boy and a girl, um, set of twins who will be 12 just a couple months after, or a couple weeks after my birthday. Um, and then I have a nine-year-old who will be 10 in August. So this year I will have two 12-year-olds and a 10-year-old, which is crazy. Um, we have a lot of twins in our family, as yeah. Summer knows. And honestly, I I grew up just, just kind of knowing, like, I can do that. That could be my thing. That I don't mind the chaos, and I'm pretty <laughs> good at multitasking. Um, so with all the twins in our family, you know, I was – not really surprised when I had twins, um, but super, super excited. Um, I do have my two sisters, again, as Summer knows. Mm-hmm. Um, grew up in Porterville, moved away for a little bit, and we're back in the Valley. Um, just recently got engaged. Boop, boop. Congratulations. Yeah, uh, his name is Josh, and he has three kids of his own, and all of our kids are within five years. They're between currently between seven and eleven. Oh, man. And almost seven and 12. So we are about to have some busy, busy, busy years.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's going to be such a fun time. And I'm yes, sure the kids so well. love having built in so much.
0: Absolutely. I mean, and they already they they already have the, the typical love hate relationship that siblings do.
2: <laughs> you know,
0: so it, they didn't skip a beat. We're good. We're good.
2: <laughs> I love it. Well, um, we're talking about babies and do you mind sharing a little bit about your pregnancies? Um, you can talk about the twins, you can talk about Bray, you can talk about together, whatever you want on that one.
0: Yeah. Um, I actually got pregnant in the beginning of 2008. Um, me and my ex-husband, uh, we weren't married yet and, um, we were actually living in Barstow. because He was working in Barstow, and we were just coming back um, to the portable area. And um, I, all of a sudden, just didn't feel right from mm-hmm. one day to the next. It was within a couple of weeks. I knew, I knew, I knew when we had been together last, and compared to where where I started feeling feeling sick, um, my my biggest indicator. We're gonna get super honest. It Um, it was one day, one day I walked into the, I got in the shower. I wasn't feeling great, but I got in the shower and when the water hit my chest, Mm -hmm. my nipples were on fire Mm. and I was just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, that had never happened. I knew of other people that kind of had that sensation during periods or things like that. And that was something I had never experienced. And I walked out of the shower, I said, there's something going on. I think I'm pregnant. This, this was maybe a week from conception. And I knew that. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was positive that that was the case. Quickly got sick, took a preg- pregnancy test and boom, got preg- I was pregnant. So super exciting. Um, I did lose quite a bit of weight, um, during that time, super sick, like 22, 23 pounds. Oh, man. And wow. then around, um, tw- 11, 12 weeks, I did start cramping. I, I wasn't spotting, um, but I was trying to be optimistic you know, um, not trying to go straight to miscarriage, you know? Um, and I, I, cramped for a couple of days before I decided to go to the doctor. Um, and I found out that I did indeed miscarry. Uh, the thing with mine though, I hadn't gone in for a first ultrasound and I was pregnant with twins, but mm. my twins were different sizes and they, they think that I miscarried one of the twins couple weeks earlier and then miscarried the second twin. So I had two different sizes. Um, so of course that broke my heart, Mm -hmm. like not only to miscarry, but this beautiful, wonderful thing that happens in our family. I thought there was my chance. And -hmm. I know a lot of moms, if, when they miscarry the first time, it's, it's very discouraging Mm -hmm. because you're just like, well, I'm just one of those. I'm not going to be able to do it. Um, and it, it is really common and hearing that it's super common, doesn't make it feel any better. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't help with the grieving process. Um, so that was pretty, that, that was a big thing. And I, mm-hmm. I was almost scared. I, I didn't want to even think I was like, maybe I shouldn't just have, maybe I shouldn't have kids. Maybe why, why do this to myself again? Cause it was that big of a deal.
1: Mm -hmm. And even this
0: baby that I hadn't met, I I wasn't a mom. I was the oldest of all of us cousins. I was the first one to be having a baby. Mm -hmm. And um, so super nervous about how I was going to proceed. Um, I had a DNC and recovered and did my best to move on. Uh, We ended up getting married about six months later. Mm -hmm. And we, we just didn't try not to get pregnant. We weren't like, Trying, trying, but we just thought if it happens, it happens. And um about I don't know, three and a half, four weeks after our wedding, I got in the shower, water hits my nipples, on fire. I was like, Mm -hmm. boom, I'm (laughs) pregnant. I know I'm pregnant. I absolutely did. And but then of course I I was terrified to find out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely terrified. Um, so I took pregnancy test at home, was pregnant, super exciting. And then about a week after my pregnancy test, I started cramping again.
1: Mm.
0: Absolutely devastated. Like my mind just went, boop, it's happening again. For reals. Now I know I'm just not someone that can carry babies. And that's something I've wanted my entire life. Mm. So that was was a horrific feeling. Um, So we go to the emergency room and tell them I'm pregnant. I'm cramping. I've had a miscarriage before. So we just want to check to make sure that everything's okay. All right, mm-hmm. sounds good. So I'm laying there, super just not even wanting, so afraid to not hear a heartbeat, so afraid. And by that point, I should have been able to hear a heartbeat. I was far enough along, I think it was about six weeks, um, where I should have been able to hear a heartbeat. And I was just terrified to hear the monitor. Yeah. So we're laying there. I'm trying to keep myself, you know, occupied. My ex-husband's there, and he's of course looking and The lady asks, um, do you have a history of multiples in your family? And I assumed that she was looking at my record that showed Mm. I'd miscarried a set of multiples. I said, yeah, actually, I was pregnant, you know. I said, it's probably there um, on the paperwork. And she flips the monitor around, and she goes, well, you're having multiples. And these two little bitty flickering... I'm going to cry as well. (laughs) These two little flickering things Mm. on the screen. And I... I know I think I passed out. I'm really happy that I was laying down. I'm pretty sure I passed out just because oh. shock. And I couldn't even I couldn't even move. My cousin had to like literally like help me off the bed. It helped me get dressed. I'm in the little changing room, like not able to process it. And so I, you know, called my mom and I was like, Well, they didn't find one healthy heartbeat, they found two. And mm-hmm. of course, Screaming at the end because, you know, <laughs> my, my mom and Summer's mom are twin sisters. Uh-huh, and so, yeah. you know, these were the first grandkids and it's a set of twins. And it was just, it was, it was so great. Um, I was super sick again and I know that's pretty typical. And for the most part, my pregnancy was, um, really good. It was, I did grow extra fast mm-hmm. by about six months. Um, people were asking me like any day now and I'm like, <laughs> oh. no, I have like four more to go. Like, uh, it's, it's yeah. And, um, <laughs> it was, was yeah, <laughs> it was so big. I remember my fifth month was perfect. I wasn't too big. I wasn't uncomfortable. I was in that super, I feel so cute. Look at my mm-hmm. pregnant belly stage. Yeah. Um, I was no longer sick. And I was, I had energy. It was perfect. And then month six, it, and that's when I started to grow. And I, I felt like my skin was, had a horrible, my stomach had a horrible sunburn
1: mm-hmm. because
0: I was stretching so fast. And I mean, I would watch a stretch mark, like a lightning bolt, travel down my stomach over the course of a day or two. Oh, and, wow. um, literally just felt like there were aliens inside me trying <laughs> to get out. <laughs> um, very early on, I was dreaming in pink and blue, pink and blue, pink and blue. And I thought, eh, I always, I dreamt with with the first pregnancy too, about blue and green and, um, never, I wasn't far enough along to find out what the gender of those twins were, but here it was pink and blue, pink and blue 20 week. You find out pink and blue, mm-hmm. a boy and a girl, Aww. um, Luke would be, was considered baby a cause he was on bottom and Addie was baby B and they were right on top of each other. And, um, like I said, toward the middle was pretty good towards the end. Very uncomfortable because there was eight limbs like kicking oh my gosh, and floating. I
1: can't imagine. Addie was
0: such a good, <laughs> Addie, even like in my, in my uterus, such a good sleeper. Luke would be up dancing on my bladder and I would feel one hard kick and then Addie would start moving. And I'm like, they're not even born yet, and they're already, like, kicking each other in bed. <laughs> and um, so it was just an awesome experience. I know a lot of people say, it's perfect, boy and a girl, and it, it really was. I thought, if this is my one chance, I have what so many people want, a boy and a girl, and I have them at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a great experience. About 31, 32 weeks, I started having contractions. And, um, so I went in and I was having contractions, but of course, way too early. Um, I, they, I was getting medicine to stop them. And I was also getting steroid shots to speed up their lung development because early deliveries are really common with twins. And again, it's like your body thinks like, uh, we're as big as we need to be for, you know, a typical pregnancy. Let's get these, you know, let's get the thing out, but they weren't quite ready. So in case they came early, steroid shots and, um, other injections to slow down my contraction. Um, and we did, I did that for maybe three weeks every Mm -hmm. other day was down there. Oh Um, my ex-husband came with me every time. And so I went to another appointment just to get these injections when I was 34 weeks and a day, I believe. And I was like, you know what, there's no point. Just go. I can drive, go to work. I'm going to get my shots and be sent home. So I go in and throughout this time, my blood pressure had been getting higher and higher and higher, but it wasn't to a super dangerous level yet. Um, that day I didn't feel great, but I thought it's because I'm a whale. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm so big and I have two people inside me. Like that's of course you don't feel great. Duh. And we went in, did my blood pressure. And it was, I think, 200-something over 130, 140. Oh, dear. Wow. And I was starting to retain water, which I just figured, I mean, a lot of people do that towards the end. So I didn't really think anything of it. And she goes, oh, no, 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 We we need to get we need to get these kids out today. And I was like, great, the, the only the day that I said my, my husband <laughs> go to work. So I'm in Visalia, and he's working in Lindsay. And I was like, great. So I call him middle of his work day. Well, you need to get off early. Start calling all the people. She said she could hold it off. I started, you know, certain medications right away. She said you could hold it off. She could hold it off for about four hours, but everybody needs to get here. And normally with the C-section, and I know that, and it's kind of, the sad part for people who have, this is on, this is all pre COVID. So this is not mm-hmm. typical of COVID. Now um, you can have people in there while you're delivering, like, you know, your mom on your side and your your husband on your side and your sister recording it coming out and <laughs> all these different things. But um, with C-sections, you, you generally have your partner. Right. And I wanted m- my husband But I also wanted my mother who was a twin. It was just this big thing. So they, the anesthesiologist actually, for some reason that was, it was his call as to whether or not I could bring them both. And he said I could bring them both. So I was able, and, and, and there, even my mom, she was like, well, there's two of us, there's two babies. You need two people to like go (laughs) off and watch each baby. Right. And so I, um, and this was this was 6 weeks before my due date. Mm-hmm. I wasn't due till the end of June. I delivered them May 12th and my actual they they scheduled my C-section a week before my due date. But with twins, she knew there was a there was a good chance that I wasn't even going to make it to that date. Yeah. And um which I didn't. And so <sighs> the C-section part I thought I had read up on everything. I was, I prepared myself. I thought um, I was good to go. Initially, right before, um, Luke was was head down. And she was like, if you want, you can try to push him out. But if Addie doesn't turn around, you're going to end up with a C-section. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I don't want to do both. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm already terrified of having a vaginal birth. But, and at the time of a C-section, I really don't want to experience both. And I said, you know what, <laughs> if if there's a huge chance we have to do a C-section anyway, I'm, I'm just much more comfortable. Let's do a C-section. When they did the, um, the spinal block, which is, you know, painful in your back anyway, um, the numbing sensation, not being able to move your legs mm-hmm. and all of that was, it's horrific. It was, I felt like, all, I'm not a claustrophobic person and I was so claustrophobic because I could not move anything. And one thing I wasn't prepared for um, was feeling like I couldn't breathe. So the numbing went all the way up, like, to my chest. And I was breathing. I was getting oxygen, but I could not feel myself breathing. I kept Mm. telling them I can't breathe. Something's, like, on my chest. They said, no, everything's perfect. Like, nothing is going wrong. Um, So that was a really hard feeling to fight through. Um, So they have me, you know, my arms out, the little drape up. Uh, my husband on one side, uh, my mom on the other, um, talking to me, you know, it was annoying me because I'm like, don't talk to me. They're about to cut me open. Just stop talking. <laughs> um, but um, we sat there and she said, and then I told her, I said, wait, 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 to my doctor. I said, I'm so terrified that you're going to cut into me and I'm going to feel like, mm-hmm. like, please, like, I, I, I don't know how to fix this. She's like, honey, I've been poking at you pretty good for a couple of minutes and, and you can't feel it. She's like, I, I wanted to make sure I didn't tell you I was poking you, wanted to make sure and I was like, okay, then we're good to go. She's like, all right, here we go. I could feel movement, I could feel the bed moving. And I I think it was not even, not even five minutes, maybe three, four minutes. And she was like, oh, we have Luke. We had already named them. She's like, we have Luke. She goes, oh, this was good. We did this. His cord is wrapped around his neck three times.
2: Oh my And gosh. so
0: it ended up, that would have been so awful had I tried to push him out. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so she brings him out. One of his favorite parts of his birth story is that he came out peeing. Like <laughs> I actually saw, I saw the stream go up over the curtain. I could see it and I heard it like a hose on the side of where I was.
1: He loved oh my that. My Um,
0: and she's like, all right, we have, you know, baby number one. Um, I'm crying my husband's crying my mom's crying and they put him in one of the little incubator things and um or the little beds that they have she's like all right let's get Addie Addie came out feet first she had never she was so high up in my ribs even though they had kind of dropped she was still so high up there she came out you know feet first and I didn't hear anything Luke was crying and I didn't hear anything and I hear come on baby come on, baby. And I kind of heard like the slapping, little slapping, pat, pat, pat noises. And I just instant, instant panic attack. And everything through my mind just said, look, look, your body couldn't even carry both of them. You did mm. it this whole way. Your body failed you. Your body failed you. Look at everybody. And I felt super disappointed in myself. Um, of course, you know, your mind goes straight to worst case stereo. Um, and then all of a sudden I hear like little fussing and then she screams. Mm. Oh, Such a relieving, such a relieving noise. I'm like, yep, she's breathing. She's getting the air. Um, And then they laid the babies on their little trays. And uh, my husband and my mom went off with them. I didn't realize how long it would take to sew me back up. Like, literally, the prep time before, you know, took a little bit. The actual getting them out took, like, five minutes, if that. Um... And this part, I, I don't know why. I'm, I'm a real big, like, let's like, be prepared. And didn't realize, you know, she had to take a lot of stuff out and pretty much sit it next to me to get the kids out. And it took close to an hour um, oh. for, her, for her to sew me back up. And she had to go through all the different layers of everything she had cut through, muscles, skin, fat, uterus. Um, and then put everything, fit all my intestines, she had to pull half of those out. She put everything back in, so that part took a, a lot longer. And an hour after giving birth felt like forever. That I wasn't able to see my kids. They were giving me updates. They said they were up in the NICU. They were doing okay. Um, and then after that, they you know wheeled me to recovery. And I think I was able to see them that evening once I was able to set up in a wheelchair. I wasn't super ready to do that right away. Um, and I was still pretty numb. So it wasn't really wasn't in pain. and then they wheeled me and I got to see them. Uh, Luke did have to be on a ventilator. just he was he was grunting, and they said it's it's kind of a noise that they make when they're it feels like they're trying to sometimes it's fluid in their lungs, sometimes it's um you know everything, and that's common too with with c-sections. With the vaginal birth, all that stuff gets squeezed out of the baby when they're going through the birth canal. And for me, Nothing came out because you know they were C-section. They did, though, have perfectly round heads, which babies don't have. Babies don't have when you have a vaginal birth. Uh So they did have beautiful shaped heads. Um, (laughs) My mom's told me over and over, like I had the biggest cone head ever. Like you know, and that your mom, Summer, was just people would ask her, "Eh, "Is the baby cute?" She'd be like, "Eh." Just a really like shape, weird shaped head. She looks kind of <laughs> weird, you know, um, but my, Aww. but my babies had perfect head and, um, and they were, but they were okay. The nurses checked them out. They were dubbed what they call just a feeder and a grower. There was nothing major. They really were just too little to take home and, um, they needed to keep down a certain amount of food, um, before I could take them home. Um, they did have some IVs that they went through their belly button. Um, So I didn't, I never had to deal with the, you know, the little belly button stub, the umbilical cord falling off at home, anything like that. They took it off themselves because they used that, um, they used that entrance for like a long-term IV port. And so that's where they got a lot of their medications. Um, When the numbing started wearing off, (laughs) After my C-section, Ooh. it was, and I have a pretty high pain tolerance,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it was, and you know, again, I can't compare it to vaginal birth, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was very aware that like four layers of my stomach had been cut through.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: um, and I know your stomach contract or your uterus contracts after mm-hmm. the baby. Oh. Mine was, contra- mine was contracting newly sewed up. Mm. So and I, that when I would, when it was starting to contract, it was horrible, 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 horrible. So they would come in and she was like, I need to push on your stomach to check the bleeding. Didn't really think anything of it. So she's pushing on my stomach and looking between my legs in that area, but it hurt So I was shaking. Like I felt it was the worst pain. Someone was pushing on my stomach after having been cut through. And um, she was like, she did it a couple times, came in over the couple of hours. And she kept saying, oh, you're still bleeding a little. I'm going to have to come back and do it again. And honestly, in my, you know, delirious state, I kept thinking that she was checking bleeding out of my incision. Uh-huh. And, that, and that she was pushing on my incision and going, oh, no, it's still bleeding. And I didn't say it. But in my head, I'm thinking, then sew me up better. Why are you trying to push blood out of an incision? If there's still blood, please fill me up better. Didn't I, and that was one thing I didn't realize that they still had to get the extra stuff out vaginally. Mm -hmm. um, Even though I didn't give birth vaginally, I honestly just thought nothing was coming out at all. Literally nothing would exit my body that way because it was all through my stomach. Um, So that was something I was not prepared for. I did prepare myself for that the next time around. Um, I was pretty lucky. I mean, I did have to leave the kids there. They were there. Luke was there for 20 days. Addie was there for 21 days. So I was, they let me stay as long as medically they could, um, allow. I think I was there for five and a half days and I did get to recover at home without anything to carry. And I know like after C-sections, they don't want you to carry more than 10 pounds for the first week or so. Um, but I didn't have to do that, so that was one benefit. I didn't view it as a benefit at the time, having mm-hmm. to leave the kids there. But I would, I, I didn't have them to carry around at home, so I did get to heal pretty much completely before I brought them home. Um, while they were in the NICU, I would sleep in until eight or nine. drive by Sally from Tulare, be with them all day. I would, I would nurse. Uh, Luke wouldn't nurse, so I would pump for him. I would change them. I would do skin to skin, rock them, anything I could do all day long. There was an hour for nurse changes, like five to six. I'd go fall asleep on a table in the cafeteria, Mm. go back, be there until about one in the morning, go home, go to sleep, wake up eight or nine. And I did that for the three weeks until they came home. Um, but I was pretty recovered by the time they came home. Um, After the scar itself doesn't bother me. Um, I did have itching and kind of like poking kind of stabbing pain as the nerves were kind of reattaching. Even now, like right around my incision, um, it's, I can't feel anything, which Mm. isn't like unthinkable because yeah, they did sever things. um, But right right around the whole thing, I can't, I can't feel anything. Um, But overall, my experience was, I think it was really good, even though it was still hard, Mm -hmm. um, compared to stories (laughs) that I've heard from other people. Um, it was, it was really good. And so when I, I got pregnant when the twins were 18 months old with Brayden and Brayden was the triple birth control baby morning (laughs) after pill included, I was on something condoms and morning after pill. um, And I should have never seen this guy again. That's just kind of what that situation was. I I was recently divorced and thought, have a fun weekend and get it out of my system. And then I can just go and be, dedicate myself to my twins, just me and my twins. And we were going to go. Well, again, within a week, I was sick, stepped in the shower, fire on my chest. And I was just. Devastated. I wasn't in a position where I, I, I thought, like, life-wise, I just felt mm-hmm. like I screwed myself over. Kids were finally sleeping all the way through the night. We have a schedule. And now I'm pregnant again. Um, obviously, being pregnant before was much more prepared. Um, I got really, with the twins, I was measuring 48 weeks pregnant mm-hmm. when I gave birth. Oh, my gosh. Six weeks early. Um, and so with Brayden, I know it's kind of common too with second pregnancies, um, but I did read up on it and it's even more common with T-section where your muscles just pop right back out. And I know it's, you know, muscle memory in your body and it does that, but my muscles and everything were already jacked up and just not in the best shape from being cut through previously. So I looked like I was carrying twins again. I didn't get quite, quite, quite as big towards the end. But um, my belly knew. We're just like, well, let's just get this big, just in case there's two. Mm-hmm. Um, I was terrified that it was going to be twins again, um, and especially with all the birth control, I thought, well, done this to myself, gonna have twins again, four kids under the age of two, and absolutely, absolutely terrified. Found out it was one. Um, but if you know Brayden, he has the personalities, too. <laughs> and this kid gave me a run for my money um, compared to the twins. He is super energetic. Love him to death. He's a fiery redhead, just like Summer. Aww. And um, I found a picture, actually, uh, on a Facebook memory that had Summer and her her brother, who are both redheads. And they were carrying Brayden, who's yeah. also a redhead. You know? And it looked like a mom and a dad and a baby, <laughs> this whole Aww. little redhead family. <laughs> um, so funny. Yeah. And my C-section experience with Brayden, um, was even better than my first one. I was super prepared. I, the, the heaviness on my chest didn't bother me. Um, cause I, I had prepared for it. Even the pushing on my stomach to check for bleeding. I made sure I was breathing, um, really like Lamaze through just mm-hmm. pushing on my stomach. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was just way more prepared the second time. I thought it was prepared the first time, and and I really, really wasn't. Um, I did bring Brighton home about five days later, um, and I thought I would, because I didn't get a chance to heal, I was really worried about the pain I'd have at home, and it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. I remember being mad at the doctors. They want you, like, up and walking within hours of having a Mm C-section, and it's like I wanted to tell them, like, you almost chopped me in half. How do you explain? expect me to be walking. Um, but huge, huge, absolutely. Totally get it. Obviously they know what they're doing. Um, I do remember a little bit with the twins. I kind of babied my stomach after and kind of was a little bit hunched over cause I didn't want to feel like I was pulling anything.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I remember after it being tighter, I actually had to work up to being able to, even after I healed, work up to being able to sit straight. So the second time around with Brayden, I made sure I, I wasn't hunched over. I stayed mm-hmm. up straight so that my stomach would heal like it was supposed to. Um, and it ended up being a pretty good experience um, bringing him home. I, I still, you know, I did have help, um, but with I felt fully recovered within a couple of weeks. Um, and now I have my three, how I have my three babies.
2: Yeah. And they all have different hair color. Fun fact. They do. (laughs) Yes.
0: I've had some people look at them and be like, Oh, three baby daddies, you know, like it's a really bad thing, which it's not. If, if you do that, if you do hope it works for you, having two is really difficult. I'm like, no, it it was a two for one. You know, the twins are one and you know, this other one, but my daughter has blonde curly hair. Her Mm -hmm. twin brother has brown straight hair. And then, my youngest has curly red hair, so oh. they're just my rainbow babies, and they are. You know, they say it, rainbow babies. Yeah. You know, after you know, babies after miscarriage or loss, and um, they really are. I call them my rainbow babies, not just for that meaning, but you know, their hair color as well.
2: <laughs> so sweet. I love that. Now, did you get to choose Brayden? Brayden's. Oh my gosh, Brayden's birthday. Did you get to choose that? Um, one? he. I was due. August
0: 28. Now I assumed I wouldn't have the high blood pressure issues. I assumed I would go much further closer to my due date. Um, because it was only one,
1: mm-hmm.
0: my due date was the 28th. She had me scheduled a week before that. I think that's kind of typically what they do. Um, I didn't really get to choose it, but she did. I remember saying towards the end of a week would be better like, so I could have a host of my helpers, anybody coming, like, you know, if I had them on a Thursday or Friday, like I could have people off for the weekend and people, I didn't want people to have to miss work. <laughs> and I just thought, is that a, if towards the end of the week, that would be great. Um, and I think I was scheduled for a Thursday, um, before his due date. Um, and then I went in having contractions, um, the last week of July and she was like, all right, we need to watch your blood pressure. It's starting to go up again um, you know, dealing with preeclampsia. And, um, about a week later, I was starting to contract a lot and we went in and, um, it was Tuesday, August 5th. And she said, you know what? Um, we don't want to, you know, have a scary situation. Like last time you're three and a half weeks away from your due date. I think it's okay if we just go ahead and take him today. So I went for the checkup, same as Luke and Addie, not even knowing I was delivering that day.
2: Um, and found out, yep, they were coming. Oh, love that. Oh man. That's crazy. Your experiences. Were you yeah.
1: offered, did they offer you uh, like the opportunity to do a vaginal birth with Brayden or was it just C-section before? That's what we're going to go for next was, time. I was,
0: I was told that, um, Typically, you know, C-sections are super common with twins and a lot of it is because it's it's safer and with multiples, the bigger, the higher the set of multiples, you know, like the more babies that are in there, it's kind of scary to be having to push out all these babies. And I mean, it's doable, you know, me and Summer's grandma did it with our, with our, our moms. um, And so it's, it's, it's doable, but um, it, it, I know it does have more dangers to it. Um, with Brayden, they told me that a VBAC, which is the mm-hmm. vaginal birth after cesarean, um, tends to have more complications. And um, they said, and I honestly, I, I can't even remember why the answer is. They, they had said the, like, medicine, it's, it's di- the different types of medicine I can receive at the end. It's just vaguely what I remember. They were saying, like, we can't give you as much medication as like even like a regular vaginal birth hmm. because of things with your uterus. And I thought, Ugh, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, yeah. And then I had been thinking about it. I did decide to have my tubes fight and I nice. thought, well, I've had C-sections before I-, I can deal with the C-section again. You know, Braden is coming today, whether, however we do it. Um, and I am having my tubes tight. Okay. So they said that the safest bet would be to just, just do a repeat C-section. That's generally what's recommended after cesarean birth. Again, it's possible. Um, I did talk to somebody else at that time. Um, and she said, yeah, they, they, I wasn't able to have any medication for pain management nice. during a VBAC. Um, and still, honestly, right now, I couldn't even tell you why exactly that is, but I remember hearing it from her and the doctors kind of told me the same thing. I was like, I'm
2: good.
0: Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Um, but again, the tube, you know, the tubal ligation, I, I figured to do that instead of having to come back and have like a laparoscopic one done. Right. I was there. I was open. Just do it now. Yeah. Um, was- after Braden's birth, they did realize I had more endometriosis and I'd had that since a teenager or since I was a teenager. And we, we tend to have that in our, in our family summer and night. And, mm-hmm. um, with each pregnancy, my period cramps would get a lot worse. Mm-hmm. And um, later on found out that was directly related to the endometriosis that um, was was taking place. And I know hormone changes and things like that can kind of explode the growth of that. Um, I had a, ended up having a, hist- uh, a hysterectomy three years after Brayden when I was 28. And I told her this whole time, like every month, since Brayden, I feel like I'm contracting, like my, my, Mm. my cramps are so bad. She's like, no, it's, you know, after having a baby, sometimes they're a lot worse. Well, three years later, pain management wasn't working. I was done having kids. Um, Hysterectomies again are are our common thing in our family. Mm -hmm. And um, especially at a young age. And I said, I'm okay. Just take it. After that, she had told me that after Brayden, my uterus did not close fully at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And the rush of hormones that I was experiencing caused a explosion of endometriosis growth and the endometriosis had grown into my uterus oh. and kind of cre- created um, almost like scar tissue and my uterus could not close. Wow. So it had been in fact contracting for three years every month mm-hmm. during my period, trying to close. Wow! Um, she said that she doesn't think I would have been able to, get pregnant and keep a pregnancy after Brayden. So it, uh, the hysterectomy, getting my tubes tied, all that was a good choice for me um, for what ended up happening with my body after my
2: pregnancies. Oh man. Wow. That's crazy. And you're, your sisters didn't have a hysterectomy yet, right? Just you?
0: Nope, they have not.
2: Nope. Okay. I was like, wait. Yeah,
0: I know. And we say that as yet. <laughs> I like, know. I know. It's so it's, bad. You know, our grandma at 31 had one. 20 years later, at 31, both of our moms, six months apart, had one. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one a month before my 29th birthday, and a lot of it is endometriosis, you know, issues. They did have to burn it off my bladder, it had grown onto my bladder. Um, but, yeah, as far as getting pregnant again, she said she's pretty positive that my uterus just would not have been able to hold in a pregnancy after, which was okay. Cause I was good. Um, I had three kids under two mm-hmm. and they, the twins turned two and two and a half months later I had Brayden and that was a really difficult year. Um, and now I have three bonus babies that I'm getting, you know, and so I, and I figured I would be a stepmom at some point and I was okay with my three. And that, I know that's not a decision for everybody. Uh, but for me, you know, my C-sections were good and my hysterectomy was good for me.
1: Yeah. Do you ever feel like you missed out on a vaginal birth? Do you feel like you wish you would have had the opportunity or are you completely okay with your birth stories?
0: As I've gotten older, The farther away from the actual event, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, I will have, I did have fleeting moments of, of, of feeling like I didn't really give birth. Like I'm not as much of a, of like a warrior mom, you know, than other moms because I I almost like I I got an out, like I got to cheat Mm. and I did, I have dealt with those feelings a little bit, Um, but everybody's different. I couldn't, I couldn't, even if I had tried to push Luke out and, and didn't, you know, wasn't able with Addy. I mean, going back his, his cord was around his neck. Mm -hmm. I could have absolutely lost him. So it's really hard for me to think. I wish that could have happened um, because I did have good, you know, fairly good C-section experiences. But I have had moments where maybe I just wasn't as tough as other moms um, for almost like copying out and getting a, mm. a C-section. Then I have to kind of remind myself I didn't. not like I went in and chose like, nope, nothing's coming out down. You better take it out this way. <laughs> um, so I'm just appreciative for my experiences and I have to kind of remind myself I still gave birth. I still have, I still have my kids. Like it's it's a different experience, but you know, every experience is, is different for every mom.
1: Did you ever have anybody tell you that you didn't really give birth or did you ever have anybody like give you grief about having C-sections
0: or do you feel like social media portrays C-sections? Yes, but social media, of course I was watching, you know, um, videos. I love watching, um, birth videos. Mm-hmm. I love, I love watching C-section birth videos, vaginal birth videos. And just cause I mean, I love it. Like it, it reminds me of my, of just having a baby in all the fields. I usually cry during them. And <laughs> partly it's because, oh my God, mom, I'm so sorry, but just wait, just wait. It's going to be so worth it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I think it was more of a social aspect. No one ever said it to my face. um, But I, I do think I had the pressure. I think I, you know, got caught in a YouTube whirlwind where I would click on something and then eventually would get to videos on moms going at each other because, you know, you're not really a mom because you, you had a C-section or you didn't really give Mm -hmm. birth or that's not a real thing. So I think it was more of a a media and social thing um, than anybody actually saying it to me. But Mm -hmm. we know that has an effect on how we feel about things, you know, even if it's not directly at us, um, you know, you kind of take on the shame, like, and I just thought, my gosh, of all the types of mom-shaming, it's a really weird mom-shaming thing to do um, when a lot of times it's out of people's control.
2: Like, Yeah, right. it It absolutely it absolutely is. It's more of a safety thing than anything. Yes, absolutely.
1: Well, you are definitely a warrior mama just <laughs> having <laughs> a C-section. You. I can't even imagine. No. And- What's been really interesting to me is it's C-section Awareness Month, which I didn't even realize before having my own baby that there was such a thing, but I've been reading so many different birth stories of moms that have had C-sections, and I think it's been really incredible to read and really powerful, but also like, dang, what you guys have (laughs) gone through is so different, and it's
2: definitely not less than having a vaginal birth, that's for sure. I was absolutely terrified. At one point, they thought Ruth might have to be a C-section. And I was like, please don't cut me open. Like, please just don't cut me open. It was like my biggest fear. It's a daunting, it's a very daunting thought. I mean, it's, I mean, like,
0: open stomach surgery while you're awake. And having to, like, take care of a baby after that, you know, it's a scary thing. And then for me, just the absolute terror of a vaginal birth. (laughs) <laughs> I was on that end of it. I assumed I was pretty confident we'd have C-sections uh, or that I would have a C-section with Luke and Addie. Um, just almost just cause that, that just kind of happens. It's just kind of, you know, it is what it is. Um, and then ended up finding out later too, that my pelvis is kind of plat. They call it platypus shaped. So it's kind of not round. And, you know, after even the doctor was pretty shocked at how big the kids were, Mm-hmm. Um, they were, they were six weeks early, but they were five, five and six, two, like they yeah. were full size babies. And, yeah. um, and <sighs> she said there just could have been complications with, with trying to push him out. So again, that just makes me so happy that the C-section was, but really was the best choice for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the safest thing. And I had the best outcome that we had or that we could have asked for, for them.
1: How, what was the time between the time that the, all of your kids were born to the time you got to really hold them and cuddle them? Like, what was the time span? I know you said Um, that it, you know, stitching up took like an hour, but how long until you could actually
0: give them kisses? I, yes, I think it was about three hours because it took from the time, actually that's, that's even three hours as soon as I was wheeled out of the operating room. So it was probably about four hours till I got to physically them right. um, and it was just getting me out and into a wheelchair was mm-hmm. the issue and um, I w- I mean I was still pretty numbed up but it wasn't as numb as when they were doing the surgery so um, it was a little uncomfortable but it was just getting making sure I was checked out that my blood pressure was good they had to watch for um, hemorrhaging which I know mm-hmm. can happen with um, vaginal births as well but it's mm-hmm. very common um, C sections. And, um, so there were a couple things they needed to watch first before I could get up and be wheeled up to the NICU. And even when I was able to get there, it was, they were hooked up to so many things. Yeah. Um, it wasn't the experience I thought I was going to be having. It was super scary. I mean, being in the NICU, all these other little babies, some that had been, um, been in there for months, yeah. you know, there was actually another set of twins, two girls that were born Six weeks early, just like Luke and Addie, that's like the day before, the day after. And they were like two and three pounds. Aww. And I was just like, so grateful for these, yeah, these little babies that are hooked up. But just so grateful that they had size on them. That was mm-hmm. going to benefit them. Um, but definitely the first, you know, holding them cuddling experience was not what I imagined. I didn't imagine being hooked up, having to hold them a certain way, having mm-hmm. not being able to go far from what they were connected to. Um, and so that was hard. Um, with Brayden, he was sent up to the NICU. He had um, an, an infection, kind of like a, a respiratory infection. He was good by about day five with antibiotics, but it was the same thing with him. Having to wait, make sure I was good to go. Um, I do think I... Saw him a lot. I think I saw him sooner, though, because I knew what they were checking. I was like, this is good. I'm good. I knew what they needed to hear to be confident of me sitting up. And I wasn't Mm -hmm. lying. I just knew what to tell them to be like, let's fast track this. Yeah. I need to get to my kid. Um, And so he was hooked up to not quite so many things as Luke and Addie. But I did get to him a couple hours sooner. Um, And I wasn't as um, terrified and traumatized by cords and things like that, because I'd been through it with Luke and Addy. Um, so it, it did definitely help being prepared for all those things second time around.
1: Um, what were your hormones like? Was yeah, think- it hard for you to be? Like, was it hard for you to be away from them? Or, like, what are those moments like? And what, I mean, I can't imagine.
0: Yes. Um, honestly, the I felt really good even before I went to go see Luke and Addy. I think I was still in shock over mm-hmm. just having the surgery, um, all the different things I did you know, pushing on my stomach, checking for bleeding, all those things. And I, I felt really good that my husband and my mom were up there. I felt really good that each baby had a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I kind of felt like it was an extension of me. They were sending me videos and mm-hmm. pictures and stuff. And, um, the nurses, um, were super, I, great nurses, at Cuyahuda Delta, and this was just before it the mom the new mommy baby ward was up. This was mm-hmm. like just a couple months before the new one was up. But I had amazing nurses with Luke and Addie because it was about four hours till I was able to go. Um, one of the nurses got pictures of took pictures of the kids
1: mm-hmm. and went and
0: did one hour photo and brought them to my room. Oh, so I was able to have actual pictures right there on my wall before I even got to go see them just because I was, and I I don't remember exactly what I, you know, had told them or anything, but of of course I'm wanting to get up there and to go, to go see them. Um, But they were super accommodating, super sweet, but I did feel a sense of relief knowing that dad was there, that grandma was there and that my, my babies weren't alone. Like if I hadn't had anybody up there, I had a really hard time even just going home, overnight to sleep till I could go see them at the NICU because I felt like I was abandoning them. Mm -hmm. Like, like nobody has, like, you shouldn't have to, I mean, it does happen. So, but like, you shouldn't have to go home without your baby. That's it's whether Mm -hmm. it's a loss or NICU or any of those, that's not a, that's not a feeling as moms are prepared for after we give birth. Mm Right. And, um, so that, that was hard. Uh, we brought Luke home a day sooner than Addie. And I sobbed that night mm. in my head. I'm thinking she knows, she knows that we left her. She knows that oh. we're not there. Like I just, you know, we were able to get her very next day. So I had one baby at home one day in my entire life. And, um, but it was, it's very, very hard to leave them. And, um, but, but the staff was so good. They did everything they could possibly do. Um, and again, that's something that I'm so appreciative about having a baby. It's so sad that it's a thing now, but having a baby pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. Because you don't get to have those experiences. Like, I've, I've never met Ruth in person.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I only saw Summer a couple times while she was pregnant.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so I was able to have people close to me, whoever I wanted. Everybody was able to come visit me. Everybody, all they had to do was wash their hands. And go into the NICU. Like, there wasn't, it wasn't even a mask thing for the NICU. Like, everybody could be really, really, really involved in what was going on at the hospital with me. And um, so I I feel super, super blessed to have been able to experience those things. I know a lot of moms aren't able to have their moms or their family, you know, Mm -hmm. not even able to have their partner at a lot of, um, uh, you know, prenatal (sighs) appointments. Yeah. You know, which, I mean, I, I had my, I think I had my mom and my husband, maybe my sisters, I think I had four or five people in there when we were finding out the gender. Wow. So like, and i just, I am super blessed and I, I just, you moms having to have done that during this time, I, I can't even imagine, can't even imagine. Yeah. Thank, yeah. thank goodness for, you know, social media and Zooming. <laughs> and things like that. Like I keep, I keep up with Ruth all the time. I feel like I know her. She, she doesn't know, she doesn't know me, but I feel, I feel like I I know her really well because I watch her. And so, um, and that's, that's awesome. I mean, that's, that's a huge benefit. So a time like this, but you know, it just goes to show you like every single mom journey is different. There is not, there's, you can't compare. I used to have, I had somebody, I was I had somebody who was pregnant and they were like, Oh my God, I'm so tired. And I was like, Oh man, I bet, you know? And she was like, Oh, I shouldn't be complaining to you. You had the two, like what I'm feeling with is nothing. And I told her, I said, you don't downplay what you're feeling. My tired was my tired, my exhaustion, my discomfort. Everything I went through was mine that that doesn't make you any less because you're mm-hmm. not having twins or, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's okay. Own, own, own you and your pregnant self. You you have every right to feel whatever way you want and not compare to other moms, which I know is hard to do. We, as women, compare ourselves. But, you know, we get, you know, the whole mom comparison, mom shaming, all
2: those mm-hmm. things. Um, it's a big thing. Such yeah, a big thing. And I feel like social media has made that <laughs> ten times worse. Yeah, not like, really, really just really like has. Comparing to your family or friends, now you're like, strangers around the world it's i know like it, it's hard for me now like um
0: you know your stomach is never the same in general with kids um but you know the way that you heal it they call it like a shelf it's this little oh, yeah. you know the little pooch that we get mm-hmm. and mine isn't just like a rounded off like little little belly pooch that's that's pretty typical and normal Mine goes down and it's like a sharp like edge because it goes in and I was sewn. So I have um, the odd, you know, and at the beginning I was like, don't mind it. Don't mind it. As I've gotten older, um, I, I dislike it more and more, but I constantly have to remind myself, like, this is how my kids came in.
1: Yeah. This is
0: how my kids came in. My fiance loves me no matter what, whatever my insecurities are it, you know, the kids, when they were little, they'd say, mommy, show me, show me, show me where I came out. Show me where I came out. Oh, and they so were just, they loved it. They would lay on my belly. It's all, you know, bloppy like it was. <laughs> and they would just love it. They would lay down and that's that's where they came out. And that's totally how it is. Whatever but <laughs> the social media aspect, I look at other moms, I'm like, oh my God, they had a C-section. That is not what I thought, you know, that's not what deception post baby bodies are supposed to look like. (laughs) Right. Um, You know, but we're real people. We're not celebrities that can get Mm -hmm. surgery and it's, you know, it's us and it's, it's, it's it's how we had our babies. And I think it should be celebrated and not shamed. Like I know it has, you know, that happens a lot now. Yeah. definitely.
1: I remember there was like a mom who had a baby like a week or two after I did. And she like took a shower and I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, I haven't showered yet all week. Like, like, oh my gosh, I'm not as good as a mom as she is because she showered and put on makeup.
2: She's not in those diapers anymore. How does she do that?
1: Like, how does she look so good in those jeans without a diaper on?
2: Yeah. Oh, those. See, and
0: I still that actually was one thing I did not think I would have to deal with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because in in my head, I thought... That's not the opening we used. It was my stomach. So nothing should be coming out. Nope, I still have the diaper. So absolutely have the diaper. Um, one thing that I, I, they gave me at the hospital um, with Luke and Addie was this, almost like a corset, but it's real. And may, I don't know if they do it with um, vaginal birth moms too, but it was the whole length of my my abdomen. And I was able to wrap it around, and it was a Velcro. Um, and it kind of held things in, mm-hmm. but, and I know it's, it was for like support. Um, but that was huge. And I remember thinking not to get rid of the one I had, I never got the rid of the one that I'd had from Luke and Addie, but I just assumed I'd get another one and I didn't. So oh. I was so happy that I still had that because that right there, just feeling like your insides aren't going to spill out into the floor in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having it wrapped up, I was a lot more comfortable. So that yes. was one thing I was prepared with the second time around. Um, you know, my little my little mommy belly corset. Yeah. <laughs> How long
1: did it take you to heal your incision site?
0: Um not very long. Like I said, by the time I brought Luke and Addie home, it was three weeks. Um I don't think there were there was no um There was no scabbing. There was no, and there really wasn't, there's not much bleeding there to begin with. But, um, after they took the, um, I'm trying to think, they sewed on the inside. And then for me, one thing I was afraid of with them was getting staples. Mm
1: -hmm. I
0: did not have to get staples. They did internal incisions and then like the, the glue on the outside, um, and so, and that was one thing too that they said with the, the whole little wrap thing that I had, like it it kind of makes you aware too, and you're not pulling so much, feeling like, oh yeah, you're feeling better, and I didn't want to rip anything open. My internal incisions, those didn't need to be removed, those were dissolvable. Um, I think it was about two weeks. I healed very quickly. And I mean, they cut you big, yeah. but my incision after they sewed me back up and I shrunk back down is only is only like five inches long now on me. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: but I know it was much, much bigger when they, when they did it. Um, but I think it was a couple weeks maybe, um, where I didn't have any bandages on it. I mean, I, on the inside, like my uterus
2: mm-hmm. and
0: my muscles and those things, I was still sore, but on the outside, I think it was, it was only a couple weeks. Before it looked, it looked normal, or yeah. whatever normal that could look like. Um, I didn't have like the outside bandage on anymore. Um, I was starting to feel, within a couple weeks, the sharp little pain, and or, and it would itch. Mm-hmm. But they said it was just the nerves kind of trying to reconnect because they had been severed.
1: How incredible is the human body? Oh, so <laughs> incredible. <laughs> The fact that you were cut so deeply and your organs were taken out and in two or three weeks, you know, your that body off. has healed. Like, that's so uh-huh. incredible. I know. Oh, yeah. Wow.
2: Yeah. Well, we... yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, I know you've kind of given your sister's advice on C-sections. What is your top advice that you give? Top advice was helpful? Maybe what they thought was helpful.
0: Um, you know what? I don't think they got those wrap things. So mm-hmm. we ended up ordering them. And honest, and like I said, I didn't get one with Brayden. And I don't know if it was just because the people felt sorry for me the first time. Or <laughs> uh-huh. different doctors or something. That was so huge. And even some of the moms that I've talked to, I don't think those are just like given out. Um, and I think they should be just. That support was mm-hmm. a huge thing for aftercare, um, and going into it, like it, I think it messes more. More the the fear of the C sections, mm-hmm. you know, is so much worse than the actual C section. Yeah. Like I wasn't I wasn't stressed or worried during my second one, like I was the level of anxiety with the first one because it's a big thing. Um, but for me. It was better for me because I watched videos. I made myself watch videos. I knew it was a good chance. I watched C-section videos. I got super comfortable with the idea. And um, so I feel like I went in a little bit more comfortable and a little bit more prepared um, than if I had not done any of that. I know maybe that might might be for for anything. You want to watch videos on stuff or how-to videos and things like that. I mean, there's not like a how to on how to have a C-section, <laughs> right? But, um, you know, I think just, just researching and getting yourself familiar with all the stuff that's going to be happening, um, would be, I guess would be my top advice.
2: I like it. Awesome. Yeah. I like it. One last question. Cause I was going to ask this earlier and I forgot. Um, I've had, talked to moms who've had C-sections and they talk about feeling really loopy with the medicine to where they're really, really what loopy like drugged and they don't remember much of the birth. Was that part of your experience or no? No, I don't remember the happening. Um, I don't remember happening that at all. I
0: the, And I wasn't given pain medicine during my C-section because I was not, I wasn't given medicine until after. And yeah, I mean, with pain medicine, you can feel a little loopy. I don't remember not remembering anything, um, but I was, pr- I was very, clear headed during the actual process mm-hmm. um, because my, I wasn't in need of pain medication yet. right? And um, so for me, that wasn't, I don't recall that being an issue. Now, if there was something I don't remember, it was just cause I was exhausted <laughs>
2: <laughs> beyond, yes. belief, beyond belief. <laughs>
0: I was exhausted. Um, but luckily, no, I didn't experience any, any negative things, you know, when they, you know, when they started giving me the medicine after my numbing wore off, I was pretty happy. I was super appreciative for that medicine. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I did, I, I made sure stuff they gave me um, was okay for me if um, to be pumping and nursing and things like that. Because I couldn't nurse the kids all the time. So I would, I would pump and they would store it in the NICU. Um, so I wanted to make sure any medications, pain medications I was getting was still going to be okay for that and not affect them. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, lucky for me, I don't remember, I don't remember being super out of it.
2: That's good.
1: Were they monitoring your pain medication pretty closely? Because I've heard some stories of moms that have had C-sections and needed lots of pain medications and that had kind of led them to an addiction to pain medication, um, later down. So were they, was that something that you... Knew about before? Was that something that the nurses monitored heavily? Were you sent they home with like, a they, lot of pain medication?
0: There was, I mean, there were some situations where I wanted more because it, you know, was painful, especially as everything started wearing off. Yeah. Um, I think it was easier for me to just be okay with not having a huge, huge, huge amount because, like I said, I knew I was pumping and I knew it would you know, any negative thing, um, would, I, I didn't want super, I didn't want heavy doses. I didn't want super, super, super strong stuff that I think would affect the kids. And, um, so for me, I, I do remember wishing I could have more and wishing, but I, I just chose to be okay with mm-hmm. still being uncomfortable. I mean, again, you, I mean, I'm, i was talking, I was up and around fact that I was still able to do that thing or to do those things was pretty incredible. I just thought it's okay. I can tolerate the uncomfortableness. I can I can still be in a little bit of pain. This is just what I have to get through to be okay after having the kid. But lucky for me, it wasn't it didn't lead to anything bad. Um, I can see how that I absolutely can see how that would be the case or that how that could happen for some women. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, that, that wasn't an issue. They did monitor it pretty well.
2: Awesome. That's great. Yeah. Um, well, since you had twins, do you have any advice for mamas of multiples? Cause I'm sure it's an experience. Oh, oh my gosh. There are so many things now that
0: I see like different kinds of carriers, even a new way to hold the baby, um, the carrier. Like, you know, how you wrap your arm around and like, I'm not exactly sure how that is, but just there's so many new things that I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I wish, I wish I had that when the twins are born. I wish (laughs) I, you know, it was just, they come out with stuff all the time, all the time, all the time. My thing was, um, I had like a bassinet set in every room. Mm. had one in our room, had one in, they had their crib. I had one in the living room. I think I had one in the dining room, kitchen area. Because, and I feel like that gave me the freedom to to know it's okay to like still be around in your house. I feel like instead of just dragging the one, being stressed, oh my gosh, this one fell asleep. Wherever I was, I was able to put them down and do my thing. So I loved having bassinets all around. So it didn't matter where I was, there was mm-hmm. somewhere for me to put them and they were still close. Um, you know what? And I, <laughs> sleeping schedule. We worked really hard to, and when they came home, they were um, on medications. They were still tiny and not able to eat a whole lot, so we fed them really, really often. Um, But I think it depends on the baby. We, I was so lucky. The twins were such good babies. Oh my gosh, they were. Summer content. We have pictures of summer as a teenager. (laughs) Um, feeding them in the middle of the night, you know, Mm -hmm. they would take the twins for a night so that I could rest. Um, you know, and I hope that any moms of multiples have help. Like I had such, I had such a huge army behind me Mm -hmm. that I never, I never felt alone. I, and one thing I, maybe that might be with all moms that I know with moms of multiples is accept help when it's offered, (laughs) Because I really wanted to do it myself. I mm-hmm. thought, uh, this is this is this is my thing. These are my kids. I don't need sleep. I can still go work full time and mm-hmm. have the kids and be up all night. And I, I can do all that. And there will be times where I, I refuse to help. Um and just, just said that I was okay. Well, then I would find myself, you know, calling my mom, sobbing, being so unbelievably tired. I'm sorry that yesterday you said you would come and stay with me and I told you I don't need you I need you please come please come (laughs) and so I think letting go of some of that control like just Mm -hmm. accepting help again I hope moms, any mom but I hope moms of multiples you know have have helped like I did and I, I unfortunately I know not everybody does and that's so heartbreaking um but I think those of us who are are blessed enough to have people who are offering to help um whether it's I said, taking the baby while you take a shower. Like, I felt guilty just doing that. Like, I didn't want to hand off the baby just to go take a shower because I felt so in the zone of just wanting to be a mom. But we are, we're still people. We can still, you know, exist outside of our kids. And um, I think accepting help when it's offered
2: um, Mm -hmm. would be a big thing. I love that. And that was fun. The, twi- the 20 <laughs> the know, babies. Like- yes. Oh, I
0: know. It was, it, it was so great. Yep. Yeah, they were the first, the first grandbabies and all of us cousins, there's nine of us. And, you know, I had, I just, I always had help. It was so wonderful. I love when pictures pop up, you know, mm. Summer and her sister, you know, half asleep teenagers taking care of these little babies. <laughs> and I think about it now. Okay so now when I think about it, I think oh my god I left my teeny tiny babies with this 10 year old and this 15 year old overnight yeah like just overnight like and I was okay with it she I was, was really okay. tired I was very tired but they did so good they did so good yeah they were always so they were so helpful and that 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 also breaks my heart because I always wanted you know like when my One of my sisters had moved away to Japan for a couple of years and I hated not being to help being not able to help her. Like I hated not being close enough to offer that help that she had to do it by herself. Mm -hmm. And so like, even right now I see pictures of Ruth and stuff and I, I haven't gotten to help like you help me. Mm -hmm. That makes me so sad. Um, but I, I mean, I love being able to watch her and, and I know Ryan's a huge help and, mm-hmm. and you have other family members that are closer and things like that. But that was always something I always wanted to do for you. It breaks my heart that I can't do it right now. I know we can't control our circumstances with mm. the world right now. Yeah. Um, but I, I always wanted to help you with your babies. I was so excited <laughs> when you got <laughs> pregnant. Oh, my
1: gosh.
0: Oh, my god. And you, you were a pro by then. We'd had so many of our I know. There's seven of the grandkids so far. Ruth is number eight. And you know,
2: you had had practice. Mm -hmm. All the babysitting, all the different kids. So I was like, okay, I know I need a boppy. I need this. Because I I was like, I've had all the other babies. Absolutely. And once all this COVID stuff
0: is over, I mean, I have a couple preteens here Mm -hmm, that are mm -hmm. super responsible.
2: (laughs) Um, the twins are now going to be watching my kids she's yes a exactly <laughs> See, that's, it's, I love it I love it everything comes full circle. oh man so so Addison sweet. would be so happy she oh so and she's happy. so good she's yeah. so good she's just
0: like you guys were like she's just super responsible and she would just love to be taking care of the baby of the person that took care of her
2: mm-hmm. oh, that's that's so sweet. great uh, well Shalynn thank you so much I learned a lot about (laughs) C-Sessions. So thank you so much. Yes, it was my pleasure. So great to have you. And we will talk to everyone soon. Bye. Yeah, thank you.